All right, welcome everybody to our latest Between the Races podcast on the MX Vice Network. Thank you to everyone for listening and supporting the site. We really appreciate it. We'd first like to thank our sponsors in Fly Racing, Monster Energy, Fox, Parts Europe, Scott, Bell Helmets, Acherbys, ASV Performance, Kawasaki UK, KTM UK, and of course, even Strokes for all their incredible support. As without them, none of this would be possible. All right, for this episode, we have a cracking interview with a very special guest, fresh off his home GP, MXGP team and KTM Cossack German rider, Tom Cock. How are you, mate? Great result, 10-10 for 10th overall. Yeah, thanks, mate. I'm fine, and I'm really looking forward to speak to you. Yeah, mate, no worries. Yeah, we definitely keen to get you on. We'd like to shout out to Franz on Instagram, who sort of contacted us. He's a big fan of yours. He wanted us to get you on to um, to hear what you have to say, mate. So, yeah, just talk us through the weekend, mate. A positive day indeed. You looked really fast, really good speed. The fans were clearly on your side. It looked like the environment was really good. The vibes, the chainsaws, the flares. It was just so much support. It was really cool to see. And you backed it up with an excellent performance. Yeah, it was awesome weekend. I mean, it started like quite quite well with a good uh, with a good 15th in time practice. Normally, my time practice aren't that good. So um, I was looking forward to a good uh, quality race and also to a good Sunday and I know there there would be a lot of fans uh, behind the fans also to cheer me on or to cheer all the all the German riders on and also the the chain sauce it was okay. I don't know it was so loud everywhere and you could feel it under the helmet also so it was a, definitely a positive uh, motivator to uh, yeah get a good wrestle and and I did well also on Sunday. I did even better than Saturday. So, yeah, it was awesome to get yeah. the, my 10th tenth overall or my first top 10 this year. And, uh, yeah, hopefully I can keep this going. Yeah, mate, the signs were there on the Sunday. Obviously, you got ninth in the warm-up ahead of guys like Prado, Gio, Watson, like uh, pretty impressive. And then in the in the first mode, obviously, you're battling with Evans and, Jeremy Van Horbeek, and you were holding your own mate battling those guys. And it was pretty impressive what you were doing out there, mate. And um, and then the second moto, obviously, you had some good battles with Jeremy Siwa and sort of mixing it up there with those top guys and looking at your lap times, really not much between you and, say, some of the Prados and the Koldenhoffs. There's not much difference between you. So it must have been a really big confidence boost and um, just a great ride, mate. So can you sort of talk us through those battles and what you thought of the track as well? Because that was a pretty... Pretty special animal, wasn't it? A lot of guys getting caught out. It was pretty tricky, wasn't it? Yeah, it was every time. Like, uh, Tochina is almost every year pretty sketchy and tricky because of the deep ruts and uh, sketchy bumps and the hard ground underneath. But, uh, yeah, this year I liked the track really much because I think they they did a really good job and um, they watered the track good then. They didn't overwater the track, so it was for me. It was always in perfect conditions, and we, yeah, we had the good racing also there. And um, yeah, on Sunday my starts weren't that good, so I have to I have to uh, pass some guys and try to get up front as quick as I I could or I can. And yeah, especially the second model was even harder because I came from twenty or. 19th something like that and then i tried to to get as quick as i can up front to the top 10 again and yeah this went quite well and i did also good i felt good my lap times were good like you said and uh yeah 
And and I also saw that I could go for ninth because uh, the last lap were pretty, like, I closed up to Jeremy Van Horebeck and Ben Watson. And I saw them right in front of me in the last two laps. So I gave it a push and I tried to, to pass them maybe in the last lap. And I almost uh, did pass Jeremy, but uh, he gave me a little hint on my back wheel so I went down <laughs> and uh yeah but it was anyway it was a 10th and two times 10th and four tenth overall so it was a really good weekend and also the German fans were unbelievable so yeah I really enjoyed this weekend even if if it was pretty stressful like all the time you got some fans around you but um yeah I enjoyed this and enjoyed every moment of the of this weekend and also on the track it was pretty nice yeah it was a pretty cool like moment afterwards after the races and even in the qualifying race all you the german riders spread out on top of the sort of jump there and all the fans rushed on and you could see they were asking for jerseys and photos and everything that must have been pretty cool because that doesn't happen every day does it no 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 that was really cool because uh we also like you said we also did it on uh saturday after the qualifying race and normally saturday is like not uh or like we say sunday is better than saturday normally because there are more more spectators and uh that's even more louder on sunday than normally on saturday but uh yeah this time saturday was also like quite loud and then we stopped on the after the finish line jump the the next jump and then they came onto the track and were like, yeah, with the chainsaws. And and they gave us the chainsaws. We had to give full gas on the chain <laughs> the chainsaw. And it was crazy. And even on su- Sunday, then after the second moto, there were so many people who, yeah, just screaming and chainsaw and everywhere, like completely full gas. But this is goosebumps everywhere so i really enjoyed this <laughs> yeah mate. have you watched the races back and sort of analyzed the situation and just how you went and watch some of the other guys and see how they handled the conditions because they were pretty rough really big ruts and do you think um the with the so many classes and they can't do so much track prep do you think that's something that they maybe need to look at as well because it, it got pretty bad at, at towards the end didn't it like really difficult yeah definitely you have to look because it's a really full-packed schedule so you have to look out where you can do something on the track and water the track and yeah like I said I think they they did a really good job and uh, I liked the track how it was and also yeah I looked the races to just yeah look where the other guys went like which lines and how they did it and yeah um, but it was all in all, like I said, it was a really good track and they prepped it really good and kept it good in shape for us. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose like a lot of guys say, it's uh, the track's difficult, but you guys are the best in the world and you want to be tested and challenged and you can always uh, roll off the throttle if you don't feel like you're safe. So you can sort of limit the risk in that way as well. But um, just your, you mentioned the Saturday races. What, what's your opinion on the points for qualifying races they've introduced this year? Yeah, uh, definitely. I want <laughs> I want, uh, want to catch some points in the qualifying race also. But uh, yeah, this is quite difficult because you have to be top 10. And we all know that the MXGP class is really stacked. And 
not that easy to go in, into the top 10, even if you have a, like a not that good start. And um, yeah, but I got 14th in that qualifying race, so it was an okay uh, start position for Sunday. So I just focus on that to get like a good start position for the Sunday races and not to catch as many points as maybe the leaders uh, would take in the qualifying race. But I think it's a good format. Uh, like you see, um, Jorge Prado is doing it very well. I think he he won a lot of uh, qualifying races this year already and uh, catched a lot of points. Yeah, definitely a bit of a game changer, that's for sure. And um, just sort of switching to your team, obviously on the weekend and through the season, uh, I spoke to Speeds, your teammate, and um, yeah, it looks like a great environment they have. Like, yeah, they do a lot to help you guys go to the races and it looked like you, all you guys are pretty happy under the awning and sort of having fun. You you like the balance of that, mate, to keep things, you know, have a chat with the guys and set up the bike. You're happy with all that kind of thing within the team? Yeah, definitely. The team is quite uh, familiar. Like, it's we are pretty close together all and working working together and try to, yeah, to get the best out of the bike, what we can do and what also they can do. And, um, yeah, it's not that easy because you have to look on, on the budget because uh, we don't get that big of a budget to like the factory teams, you know. And But uh, I think they make the best out of it and we as a rider also. So, it's a, yeah, it's a good thing to work together then and uh to get to get easily the best out of the bike and the rider so yeah. yeah i really like the team and also the atmosphere in the team because like i said it's really familiar and um we all we all uh give our best <laughs> yeah absolutely mate and this weekend you've got the adac uh, masters on again and obviously you're coming off a yes. win mate uh, at randers very special day congratulations on that um I was sort of watching Thanks. back the, the vlog you produced. Um, obviously, I don't speak German, but uh, yeah, just watching <laughs> it back, it looked it looked pretty cool, mate. Obviously, you, your brother was there. You got to share that moment with him, and it looked like a pretty challenging sort of sandy track, um, but you looked like you found your flow really well, mate, and it must have been a massive boost. Well, it was a couple of weeks ago now, massive boost heading into the last couple of GPs, which you've done really well, and you're, you've got some good momentum going both in the domestic series and MXGP, mate, and that ADAC's a really well-run series. Spoken to a few guys like Siesteri, Spees, and they all say how what an impressive championship it is. And, you know, Nagel, Steri, Jacoby, Titsier, all these guys are in it. It's good competition, and it really gives you a good um, base to move to MXGP and just to keep your level really high, doesn't it? Definitely. The ADAC series is really good for, like, keeping the keeping the momentum, like you said, and also keeping the speed high also for the GPs and also riding or racing the GPs. It's good for the ADAC series because you, you have such a high level to, uh, to be competitive also. And, um, you try or you have to, you have to be, uh, good or perfect for 30 minutes plus two laps. So at the ADAC races, we are, we just have, uh, 25 minutes plus two laps. But there's three yeah. times, one time yeah. Saturday and two times Sunday. But uh, yeah, if you have like the fitness and all all all, all stuff around, then uh, you can go full gas all the 25 minutes plus two laps. But yeah, the Adex series is a really good 
Zurich we have in Germany. So I'm really looking forward to Bierstein this weekend. And like you said, I won the last race. So I tried to repeat it this weekend and we'll see how it works. <laughs> yeah, mate. And what, what's this week looked like for you? Um, have you have you got a couple of days on the bike and just done focused on your recovery to be ready? And then have you got much of a travel to uh, go to the next one? Because, you know, looking at your cool vlogs you do, there's so much that goes into it, the insight, you know, packing it all yourself and unpacking it and doing the training and, and making sure you have everything there to succeed and put you in a position to do well. And obviously you got to bring the dog too, mate, which was cool to see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I think it's the worst part of the, like, in the season, the packing stuff and, and traveling stuff, because it took so much time to, yeah, like pack all the stuff, unpack it and pack it again, put it in the car or something or travel to the next race. But this week, it was quite uh, easy on the travel uh, because Deutschland is not far away from my parents' home. So it's just one hour away from them. And uh, yeah, I live here near Cologne. So it was, yeah, four hours drive from there. And now to Bierstein is also not that far. It's just a one hour drive. So pretty easy on the travel this week. So uh, I think I will be fully recovered for this weekend. I was uh, practicing yesterday on the bike and yeah today like i said rest day and tomorrow we go to Beachstein. yeah you're going to be doing the vlogs for that one too mate um obviously the fans you can tell they've got lots of views and the fans really like that sort of insight and have you got a lot of good feedback and engagement from from yeah all your supporters that really like seeing what goes into a race weekend it's cool a lot of a lot of riders are getting into it and it's um definitely a good side of the sport yeah, definitely. The vlogs are really, really good. Like also with my partner Weberwerke, they are doing a really good job there because if I have to do it on my own, I wouldn't do it because it's so much work and to cut the videos and uh, maybe also to film the videos. Sometimes I film like myself, but then the cutting is not that easy or it took too much time. So I'm really pretty pleased with that, that uh, they are doing this. And yeah, like you said, for the for the fans and also the people around, it's a good thing that they can look like a little bit behind the scenes and look what uh, I am or my brother and me are doing uh, next to the bike and before the races or something. So I think it's a good thing, definitely for the fans also to get a look at behind the scenes. And yeah, we keep it going. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And obviously, we've got a lot of listeners from all over the world, America, Australia, and just sort of tell us about how you got into motocross. Um, Obviously, your family's played a key influence, but yeah, just let us know how you started in the sport and, and your sort of pathway to get to where you are today, because like a lot of hard hard work and sacrifice goes into getting where you want to be and to make sure you can live your dream, mate. So yeah, just tell us a bit about that. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, a lot of hard work, but yeah, I started quite late into my motocross career because uh, my brother was riding and racing since he was three or four years old so he's uh, five years older than me and I was just uh, traveling with him but just for like uh, cheering him on and yeah support him in in a way and um, yeah but then at, at the age, age of 11 or 12 I started riding just riding and practicing on on the bike and did some like small races 
And uh, my first international race I did with 15 years or 16 years. So it was nine years back. It was not that that far back, I would yeah. say. And yeah, but then I tried to to uh, get better every year. It was hard because I I didn't uh, race any international series until the 250 or EMX 250 class. So I straight jumped into the EMX 250 and they kicked my ass really bad in the first year. <laughs> So uh yeah I have to I have to think about it and then I I said to myself go just go go for it and work your ass off and then um slowly step by step uh, we get we got a, a a better level and now I'm yeah racing the MXGP class fighting for top 10s and yeah hopefully for more and uh yeah, yeah, it's impressive, mate. Like it's, uh, yeah, it must, it must be a bit demoralizing going from, you know, getting beaten all the way back. But it must be so satisfying to get to where you are today. And what would you sort of give as any advice to some young riders, um, and sort of tell them your keys to success, mate? Is it just hard work, or is it just a whole complete package of things that you got to just do everything right to to get to where you want to be? Yeah, it's a whole package. Like, like I said, if you you definitely get your uh or you have to be like good in your self motivation to not to give up that easy because yeah it's sometimes you you get your ass kicked because uh it's not that easy every time so i think uh for all the kids out there you have to be uh hard working definitely because uh sometimes it's not that easy and then also when you're not uh going that good or get that result what you want you still have to work hard to get that result what you want and then when you achieve the the goals what you what you've set for you or your team also um then it's really good and and you try to get even better then so just keep it going and not give up that easy. <laughs> yeah, mate. Well said. And just sort of tell us some of your highlights of your career so far. Obviously, I remember the eighth overall in 2021 at Trentino in that awesome MXGP title fight, mate. And yeah, amazing performance, mate. That was the year that everyone was pretty much fit and healthy, more or less. And like pretty much the only guys ahead of you were like Hurling's Siwa Fevera guys are cold enough Jonas. Like how, how was that day, mate? Talk us through that one. Yeah, that was a pretty special day, and uh, I still try to repeat it. But uh, I think uh, the MXGP class gets every year, or it feels like that it gets every year even faster or even better because some of the MX2 guys uh, step up into the MXGP class, and we are all good riders. All the top twenty or even more are really good riders, and. Yeah, but that day it was really special to get the eight overall in the mixed GP class or ninth. I don't know what what overall, but uh, I got eight in the moto definitely, and um, that was really special. And uh, yes, that's all the hard work that pays off. And um, yeah, still trying to get that that one again this year. Arco wasn't that good because I crashed a lot, and uh, yeah, but I really like the track in Arco and try to maybe 
get again eight overall. So we're getting close with the tenth overall now, and yeah. maybe in the next few weekends. Yeah. And what what are what are some of your favorite tracks looking ahead, mate? Um, you guys, I don't think. Well, Spee said you guys probably aren't going to do the flyaway uh, trips to Indonesia, and obviously, so you're looking forward to Locket, mate. And how's the sand skills at Lommel? Yeah, Locket is also a quite good track. It's not like Tochentai. It's really like uh, sketchy. The bumps were sketchy, and also yeah. it's not that. Uh, yeah, it's it's quite slippery the ground and you don't have that big ruts but i'm really looking forward to look at because i like the track and um also loma it's different definitely and uh, also when it's hot out there it's getting really 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 hot on the track also and yeah but i like the track when they prepped it for racing in loma it's always different than when you go uh during the week to practice there so i'm really looking forward to this Two GPs also, and also the uh, the Dutch one in Arnhem, the yep. first time this year. So we will see. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And do you get to Lommel to train a lot, you know, during the season? Or are you sort of mainly based in Germany? How do you sort of mix your time? Yeah, normally we uh, we go more often to Grevenbroich. It's not that far away from here. So it's also a deep sand track. It's quite the same as Lommel. But uh, yeah, sometimes we we go also to practice in Lommel. It's just one and a half hours away from here. So um, yeah, we mix it up a little bit uh, between the German, Belgian and Dutch tracks. So I think it's a good mix and they are all kind of same sand tracks. Yeah. And I was going to ask you, mate, do you keep keep a track on the American racing, the pro motocross and supercross? Um, if, if a ride came up for you to do some nationals, I, I guess you'd be pretty keen for it, mate, especially the 450 class. You could probably get a get a top five or a top 10 at the moment. Would that be uh, something that interests you one day? Yeah, definitely. We thought about it to go uh, Southwick in two or three weeks time, but I think it's <laughs> uh, too close now to, to get something sorted out on. And um, yeah, but definitely it would be really cool to to race there one day, even if it's just one race. But uh, I would really like to do a race there because, um, yeah, I think it's possible to get a top five or even top ten result in the in the four fifty class. The two fifty class is pretty stacked this year, but uh, yeah, I would love to do a race there one time, one day. <laughs> yeah, mate, it'd be great. And obviously, I saw Ken Roxon uh, commented on your on your post from the weekend. And are you sort of good friends with him? And it's cool that he's coming back this weekend too, isn't it? Yeah, it is definitely. I'm really looking forward to see Kenny out there and maybe uh, fire jets ass on <laughs> or something. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, we will see how how Kenny is doing and also how the other guys are doing because there are two or three riders who are also quite fast Ferrandes and Passenger and Webb also but uh, yeah like I said Jetson is just a different level this year <laughs> yeah, yeah he's pretty good being Australian mate I, I must say it's pretty good to see but um, yeah it's pretty cool having someone um, obviously in, in German motocross like Ken Roxon to bring all the awareness and get the kids um, interested you know the next guy's coming through mate um, do you have much to do with Ken and do you know him well because he seems like he's a really nice bloke yeah, yeah, I know him well, definitely, because uh, at that time he lives in Germany. He was uh, quite often at, at our house because my brother was really good friend with him. 
so I was always with them then and um yeah my brother and him are still uh very good friends and they they uh have contact quite much and um yeah also me I I talk to him some sometimes or chat to him sometimes but yeah not that often so uh I just uh Try to to uh, cheer him on in the TV and also in the Supercross series. I I really uh, cheer him on to maybe get the uh, Supercross title one day also. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's for for the German motocross and Supercross. It's really good to to have him and yeah. Yeah, that's I really cool, like it. Pretty cool stuff going on in in Germany, mate. Obviously, Simon Langenfeld is a great star on the yeah. rise. Really great. Um, to see him doing so well. I think he's going to come back for Indonesia after the broken arm. But yeah, there's some pretty nice talents obviously coming through like Spees and Nick Hell and Werner. So have you, uh, do you have much to do with these guys? And um, yeah, it's just cool to see them coming through, mate. You give them some advice and talk to them on race days just to, you know, share your knowledge. Yeah, definitely. They are, they are all quite young. Also my teammate, Max, he is also quite young and, um, yeah, just uh, also Max Werner. He's still riding the 125, but next year he has to step up and do the MX250. But uh, hopefully keep it going and uh, could go with, uh, with the front guy or can go with the front guys. And yeah, we will see how it works out. But uh, I definitely cheer them all on because uh, I hold the German flag uh, up. <laughs> yeah absolutely so hopefully there yeah there are more to come and more german riders also on the international base and yeah yeah mate. it's really well, good to see yeah it's looking good and obviously the motocross the nations you were you, the, you were there last year at redbud mate how was the experience and just um must have been crazy the fans go wild there it's um it's always an honor to represent your country i bet and um yeah just the aim is this year to be going again in france i bet should be a pretty strong team for you guys. Definitely, uh, Red Bull last year was was really really nice because uh, yeah, it was in America and I never raced overseas before, so it was also in that way a new experience. And um, but yeah, luckily it was all going quite well. We got ninth overall with team germany i think or eighth overall i don't know um so it was quite okay for the um for the circumstances we have like we went about we rent just one bike from ktm so if there was anything uh going not that way what we want or uh then we had should yeah we had a problem then but uh luckily it was all fine Besides the weather on Sunday, yeah. so Sunday was quite uh, rainy and muddy, but I had a lot of fun racing there and enjoyed the track, enjoyed the atmosphere. Like you said, the fans were awesome, uh, completely crazy Americans. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this and hopefully I can uh, also uh, do the MX of Nations in France this year. So we will yeah. see. <laughs> yeah, it should be a pretty amazing event this year. Um, very competitive, lots of lots of good nations, and obviously you should have your own bike this year, mate. Being in France, hopefully you should have the, yeah. everything you need <laughs> to succeed. So, and I wanted to ask you, I see uh, sometimes on the gate you're doing a start routine, like with the 
pumping yourself up, mate. Just uh, talk us through the nerves and the pressure you feel and um, how you sort of handle the, you know, the drop of the gate because it's a high-pressure situation, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. It's like like you said, you have to you have to get your routine and to get uh, not that nervous and focus on yourself. And that's what I'm doing. I do quite all the time the same to get uh, just into a rhythm and into a flow and not to get that nervous. So I try to focus on my things, on my routine and try to focus then on the start to get everything uh, dialed in and everything. Yeah, perfect. So I try to do every time the same to just get a normal uh, heart rate and not that that your heart is beating like 180 yeah. beats per, per minute already before the start. So, um, yeah, that's the main thing to keep your, keep your focus high and focus on the start and then uh, keep pushing into the race. Yeah, and just how difficult is those starts? Obviously, you're facing all those factory bikes that they have, they have all the resources and, you know, all the equipment and everything the best to to sort of give them the best chance to get out first, which you look at guys like Prado and Jeremy C where they're sort of masters at it this year, mate. Um, is, there, is there lots of training that you do for your starts? And just what are some of the areas that you, as a rider, are looking to improve every day? Yeah, definitely. You have to improve on your starts because, like you said, all the, all the factory bikes are, like, pretty good. And then you have to be uh 100% perfect on your starts. So... Um, me and my trainer Marcus Schiffer practicing a lot uh, starts because um, yeah it's I think the most important thing because if you have a bad start then you can't go that easy into the top 10 and it's it's not possible for mm. a rider like me because uh, or even all the good riders yeah. they they still also fight when they have a bad start or uh, crash on the start, they also have problems to get even into the top 10. So um, once you are in, in the top 10, maybe also from the start on, then it's easier to hold that pace or maybe go with the front guys. So I think that the starts is, or the starts are really important. So yeah, we keep practicing and keep uh, trying to get better on that. And then, um, yeah, hopefully there are, more top 10 wrestles to come. <laughs> yeah, mate, you're not alone in the starts. It's like I've spoken yeah. to guys like Valandrin and Ferrato and Guadagnini, and they say if you miss that start in MXGP, it's only really guys like Hurlings can come back. Like even, even yeah, that's true. And, and those kind of guys struggle to come back once they once they miss the start, mate. So, yeah, you're spot on with that one. And, yeah, I know you. it's cool you do the videos and you're also doing the merch, mate. So just tell, tell the fans a little bit about that and uh, where they can buy it and, and access it, you know, because it's pretty cool what you're doing. Yeah. Like I said, the, the vlog stuff, they can watch on YouTube, uh, Weber Werke channel. It's my sponsor who was uh, also doing my merch. And they they all can buy it at the riderstore.de uh, website. And, uh, yeah, I would uh, really looking forward to see you in, in my merch because, uh, yeah, it's cool to see some fans in the merch and see some fans at the track or around the track with my uh, t-shirts or hoodies so uh yeah i'm really looking forward 
to see you guys. <laughs> yeah, mate, no worries. And just uh, obviously you've got your finger on the pulse of all this stuff to sort of grow your profile and, you know, show all the fans what you're about. What are some of the hobbies outside of motocross you enjoy? Do you like playing golf? Any of this kind of thing? Yeah. Or what, what's your, what do you like to sort of unwind? Because it's a pretty tough, heavy sport, motocross, isn't it? Definitely. I, I really like and enjoy to play uh, golf because uh, Henry Jacobi, um, yeah, one time I was I was playing golf with him, but uh, he is a uh, he played like already ten years, ten years golf. So uh, yeah, I started with that also quite quite long time ago. So, but uh, when we have time and after or during the races, we we try to chat and and get uh, yeah a golf golf match going. Yeah. Uh, I really, really like it and enjoy it to play golf because uh, it's completely different than to what we are used to do because motocross is normally more full gas and golf is like, uh, yeah, breathe and calm down and then swing and uh, get your get your ball as, as long as or hit your ball as, as good as you can. So it's really enjoyable and I like to play golf sometimes, sometimes when it's not working. Like I want it, then I don't like it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I really enjoy this, and uh, yes, yeah, it's pretty frustrating golf at times, uh, from my experience. But yeah, it is good fun when it goes well, that's for sure. And um, I just wanted to ask you a couple <laughs> more before we let you go. Um, what's the reason behind your number, mate? Is there a special story behind it, or is it just you liked it, or what? What's the go? No, it's normally just uh, because my at my first race I got the number. It was like a, just a, a number they gave me, so I took it and and stick it on my bike. And since that day, I I run the two two six. So, um, but uh, later later I I thought about it, and it was also I I have my birthday is on February twenty sixth, so it's also the. <laughs> number fits to my birthday but it was not on purpose so they just gave me the number and yeah it was just uh it was just a lucky lucky punch i think yeah. and uh yeah since that day like i said i run my number and that's a pretty cool coincidence that mate and um yeah just yeah what, what, looking ahead what are your sort of aims for the rest of the year mate uh just to break into the the top eight maybe an mxgp and replicate that trentino effort and then just Keep winning in the ADAC, mate, starting this weekend, I, I would imagine. Yeah, that would be a good goal. But, uh, yeah, definitely there were uh, – or that's that's a good goal to set, to keep it going in the ADAC Master Series for going for podiums and maybe also for some more wins. And um, also in the GPs, I want to go or settle the top 10 results and, yeah, work on my starts to get uh, maybe also eight overall again, like you said. And I was really, really looking forward to it. And I really work hard for that and try to to keep the ball rolling from this weekend on. And yeah, we will see how it works out later. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, it's exciting times ahead, mate. It's good to see you succeeding and doing really well because it's, um, it's not easy out there, that's for sure. And and last one, I just want to give you a chance to thank all your all your sponsors and anyone um, in particular you'd like to give a shout out to. Yeah, definitely. I want to thank uh, thank my team, KTM Kozak, because uh, they are working really hard with me to 
to get that results and uh, also my suspension man Mark he's doing also a very good job my trainer Markus Schiffer who is uh, training training with me on the tracks and also beside the tracks my trainer Connie Conrad uh, he's doing all the physicals and mental stuff so uh, they guys uh, they guys are really important for for me and for the sport and yeah, like all my sponsors, Weberwerke, Rider Store, and all uh, my private sponsors. Um, big thank you, and also to my family who are, which are also supporting uh, my site and my sport or my thing to do this sport as best as we could or as I can. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to the rest of the season and. Really, uh, hopefully, to get some uh, good results still coming or going. <laughs> Absolutely, mate. Yeah, we wish you all the best. And uh, before we let you go, we'll just thank the sponsors in Fly Racing, Monster Energy, Fox, Parts Europe, Scott, Bell Helmets, Acherbys, AS3 Performance, Kawasaki UK, KTM UK, and Even Strokes for all their incredible support. As without them, there is no us. So thanks again, mate. Really appreciate you taking the time to join us and all the best for the rest of the season. Yeah, thanks, mate.